Praise the Lord. This is Revivalist Terry Sisney. I'm so glad that you could be with us again for Holy Ghost and Fire broadcast. This is our second message in this series on the Holy Ghost and Fire, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we want to pray just before we get into the Word. And then I believe that God is going to speak a word to us today. It's going to be a blessing to our lives. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We ask you to touch our hearts, our minds, open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to receive what you have to say to us today. We thank you and give you praise for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of the Holy Ghost. And we give you praise and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. In this scripture, we see something very powerful. Number one, we see that Jesus knew exactly what he was supposed to do. He knew the work that he was called to. He knew the work that was before him. And the second thing is, he knew he was empowered to do it. In other words, Jesus was consciously aware of an endowment and equipping a supernatural endowment called the anointing. Hallelujah. See, it's in the mind of God for you and I today that every single one of us, His saints, we, that we were so consciously aware of this anointing that every single one of us could say the same thing that Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, hallelujah. This is not simply an idea. It's not just an expression or a figure of speech. We're talking about the tangible, manifested reality of the power of God resting upon your life. See, when the anointing would come upon Samson in the Bible, he knew it. Oh my, there was a conscious awareness that a supernatural endowment was on him. Samson knew when this power was on him. He knew when it wasn't. When this power, this anointing, this unction, this supernatural endowment from God, when this was upon him, he was unstoppable. That was a shadow, that was a type of the anointing that was going to come upon God's covenant children through the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, it's my intent in this broadcast today and in this message, it's my intent to help us realize that this anointing was not just for Jesus, nor is it just for pastors and prophets and apostles and evangelists and teachers and thank God that it is, but this anointing is for every God-called blood-washed child of God. Hallelujah. It's the will of God that every blood-washed Holy Ghost-filled believer could say with the same certainty, the same authority as Jesus did, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me. Glory to God. The anointing is the divine enablement, the supernatural equipment to carry on the ministry of Jesus. In Acts 10 and 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hallelujah. He was the patterned son. Now we say we are anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. We go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. For God is with us. Glory to God. Man, you just need to tell yourself today, I'm anointed. I go about doing good. 
I go about bringing deliverance and healing to those who are oppressed of the devil because God is with me. Glory to God. Jesus in his physical body, he's no longer here with us, but the anointing is still here. Thank God. That anointing is still here. The same Holy Ghost and power that was upon Jesus' life is still here today. We are His body. We are His hands and His feet. We are His voice in the earth. We are anointed to carry on His work. Glory to God. I feel that Holy Ghost anointing right now. We are anointed to preach the gospel. We are anointed to cast out devils. We are anointed to heal the sick, to deliver the bound and the pressed and set the captives free. Glory to God. The anointing is heaven's power. The anointing is Holy Ghost power. It's Holy Ghost electricity. See, like natural electricity, you, you can't see it with your natural eye. You can't see it with your physical eye. But when it touches you, you'll know it. Glory. When the anointing touches you, you'll know it. When the fire of God touches you, you'll know it. The anointing. The anointing is burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. Oh, hallelujah. We find that in the book of Isaiah chapter 10 and 27. It says, In that day his burden shall depart from off thy shoulders and the yoke from off thy neck, for the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Glory. In 1 John 2 and 20, it says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One. And then verse 27 said, The anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Glory to God. I, I, I hope that this is coming through today. I hope that you're receiving this as a believer, as a child of God. You have an unction. You have an anointing. It's the same anointing Jesus had. It's not a different anointing. It's not a, a, a changed anointing or remanufactured anointing or an adjusted anointing for you. It's the same anointing that Jesus had. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He said in the Bible, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. You know, we often sing the song, we've got the power. And we don't really, re we don't really realize and recognize how much power we really do have. The sad truth is, I believe a large majority of the body of Christ have never really tapped into the power supply. The majority of the body of Christ are living very weak, inferior, anemic lives. I, I, I hate to say that, but it's the truth. They're always looking for someone to bless them and encourage them, to lift them up, to heal them, to prophesy over them, to help them. And, and we're always in a situation of needing something. And, and, and I might even say it this way. Many of God's people live their lives like a professional patient. Meaning that they live their lives always in need, always struggling, always hurting, always suffering. What God wants to do by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, by the fire of the Holy Ghost. What God wants to do is turn every patient into a doctor. What are you saying, man of God? I'm saying this. He wants to bring you to a place where you are functioning by the anointing. And ministering that anointing, you are able to inject others with the power of God that will save them, that will bless them, that will heal them, that will deliver 
them and you will no longer be a patient but you will be a physician of the anointing hallelujah you will be a minister of the power of the Holy Ghost that's the plan of God that's the desire of God for your life for my life not just for the fivefold ministry the apostle prophet pastor teacher evangelist but for every single member of the body of Christ that you are walking in the anointing living in the anointing that the anointing of God is upon you and that you are flowing in that anointing and that your life is being a blessing to those around you hallelujah how many want that in your life today why don't you just lift your hands and tell the Lord I want that in my life today I want that anointing I want to be a blessing I want to be a channel for the power of God to flow through hallelujah glory to God glory to God in Acts chapter 3 and verses 1 through 8, the Bible tells us about Peter and John and how they're going into the temple at the hour of prayer. And they and there's this lame man that's there and he's sitting there begging for alms at the temple gate. And he's asking for alms from any who would pass by. This is a poor, unfortunate soul who lived dependent on the generosity and the surplus of others. He was a taker. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just the truth. He was a taker, always reaching out, always in need. Every day someone would pick him up and carry him to his spot outside the beautiful gate of the temple where he would sit with his little cup and beg for alms. But what I love about Peter and John was this. They saw a future for this man beyond what he could see for himself. He couldn't see anything different in his future than to sit and beg every day. But when Peter and John saw him, glory to God, they were moved with the compassion of Jesus. Compassion and pity are two different things. Pity may look and feel sorry. Pity may even cry. But compassion acts. Compassion will change the situation. Peter and John saw this poor man and they saw a future for him. They, they were moved with compassion. When they looked on him, they said to him, look on us. And when they said that, it was because they knew that they not only had the compassion, but they had the capacity to change that man's situation. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. I, w I wish we understood today in the church how much power we really have. We're walking around with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in us. The same supernatural miracle working power of God is in us. Hallelujah. One of the devil's greatest fears is that, that we will wake up. <laughs> that the church will recognize who we are and what we have and what we can do. Did not Jesus say that these signs shall follow them that believe? In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Glory to God. My, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost anointing right now. One of the devil's greatest fears is that we'll recognize who we are. We'll recognize what we have and what we can do as children of God. Amen. Peter and John knew the supernatural miracle life power was in them. They also knew that they had the ability to transfer, to communicate, to release that power to others. Silver and gold, they said, have I none. But such as I have. Do you notice that? Such as I have. In other words, I know what I have. I'm aware of what I have in me. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. See, Peter said, I know what I have. John said, I know what I have. That, is, that means Peter and John were, were consciously aware 
they had in their possession a power that was greater than themselves. Such as I have, give I thee. Glory to God. Give I thee. I present it to you. I offer it to you. I release it to you. I transfer it to you. And Peter took him by the right hand, the Bible says. He lifted him up. Oh, glory to God. I love that. He lifted him up. Peter was pulling him into his destiny. He was pulling him into the purpose and the plan of God for his life. He was pulling him out of his past. Pulling him out of all of his guilt and shame. Pulling him up out of his emptiness and helplessness. Pulling him up out of that brokenness in his life. Pulling him up into wholeness. Up into joy. Up into fullness. Up into peace. Glory to God. And immediately the Bible said, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Glory. Was it God's will to heal this man and make him whole? We know it was. How do we know? Because he did it. Why didn't it happen sooner? If it was God's will for him to be healed, why didn't it happen sooner? Because no one had passed his way with the knowledge of possessing this power to change his dilemma. Certainly they came by and no doubt they felt sorry for him. No doubt they, they pitied his condition. No doubt they even said, we'll pray for you. And dropped a few coins into his cup. But no one had passed his way with the knowledge of possessing the power within them to change his dilemma. See, what I'm telling you today is this. It is the will of God to heal the sick. It is the will of God to deliver the bound and the oppressed and set the captives free. But I'm also telling you this. Although it's God's will, although Jesus paid the price and the power of God is available, nothing is going to happen until we realize that we are carriers, that we are conduits, that we are channels of that power and we start laying our hands on the sick. Glory to God. We start lifting them up in the name of Jesus. We start casting out devils, glory to God. That's what he said we would do. That's our responsibility. That's our privilege. That's our opportunity. Glory to God. See, there are people just like this crippled beggar all around us today. And even though God wants them well, no doubt he wants them well. Even though he wants them to experience abundant life. The Bible says for the, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he said, I am come that you might have life. Oh, hallelujah. And that you might have it more abundantly. Glory to God. Jesus came to give us abundant life. He came that we might have joy, that we might have peace, that we might be blessed in our finances, that we be blessed in our relationships, that we would be blessed in our bodies and healed and healthy and, and strong in our bodies. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Glory to God. There are people just like this crippled beggar all around us today. My friend, all you have to do is look around you everywhere and there are people that are just like this crippled beggar. They might be crippled men mentally or emotionally or relationally or, or physically and, and they're crippled by drugs and crippled by alcohol and crippled by sex and crippled by, by perversion and, and crippled by things that have been done to them in their life and their abuse and, and the way they've been treated in their life and, and they're crippled and they're, and they're afflicted and they're, and they're spiritual beggars and they're in poverty and God wants them well. He wants them well. He wants them whole. But the truth is as much as God loves them and as much as God wants them well 
as much as God wants them whole. And He paid the price on the cross of Calvary when He gave His own Son. When Jesus died on that cross, He said, It is finished. And He gave up His own life and He shed His own blood on that cross. When He did that, the price was paid for every man's soul. The price was paid for them to have life and to have it more abundantly. For them to be free from the penalty of sin. The Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And even though the price has been paid for them to enjoy abundant life, they will die sick and afflicted and bound by sin if we don't recognize that we are the channels of God's power, that we have that anointing, and we must take that power to them. Glory to God. Can you just lift your hands and tell the Lord right now, I want to be a channel of your blessing. Come on, just tell Him, I want to be a channel of your blessing. I want that anointing on my life, God. I yield my life to you. I yield my members to you, Lord. Use my hands, Lord. Touch through my hands. Speak through my lips, Lord. Walk through my feet, Lord. Reach out with my arms, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, you take control. Holy Spirit, anoint me so you can use me to be a blessing to this world. Use me to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel something stirring in my heart today. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why is the Spirit of the Lord on me? Not to make me feel good, although it does feel good. The anointing is wonderful. It's, it's great. It's powerful. It makes you feel wonderful. But it, the anointing is not on me to make me feel good or give me goosebumps. The Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord is on me to prophesy, to lay my hands on you, to rebuke sickness and disease, to cast out anything the devil has brought to you or upon you. I am anointed. Say that to yourself. I am anointed. I say that to myself every day. I look in the mirror. I look at myself. I put my hands on my on myself. I say, I am anointed. I'm anointed. Why am I anointed? I'm anointed to preach the gospel, to preach the good news, to preach the good news to the poor. I'm anointed to bring healing to the sick. I'm anointed to bring blessings to those who have been cursed by the devil and by the works of this world and, and, by, the, and by sin. I'm anointed, hallelujah, to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptance year of the Lord. I'm anointed. I'm anointed to declare to you today that your debt has been paid. Your sin debt has been paid. Jesus carried your sickness. That's good news. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. The good news is that your sin debt has been paid. The good news is Jesus himself was made sick with your sickness and your disease. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 and verses 4 and 5 that we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. That's Isaiah chapter 53. But then in 1 Peter 2.24 this is your receipt for perfect healing. The Bible says, Who his own self, talking about Jesus, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. You were healed. 
Hallelujah. You were healed. When was I healed? You say, I don't feel healed. My body feels pain. You say, I don't feel healed in my emotions. You say, I, 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 I'm, I'm hurting in my emotions. I'm, I'm hurting from things that have been done to me, for, for trespasses against me, for, for things that have been uh, afflicted or, or has been, have been perpetrated upon my body. I'm, I'm hurting. But listen, Jesus carried your pain. He carried your sickness and your disease. That includes every pain, every sickness, every disease, everything that's been done to you and everything that you have done. He paid for it on the cross of Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what a wonderful Savior we have. What a wonderful Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what a Savior. His heart was broken on Calvary. Why was his heart broken? His heart was broken so yours could be healed. He took those stripes upon his back so you could be healed. He took that spear in his side so you could be healed. He took those nails in his hands and his feet so you could be healed. So you could be healed from the from the wages of sin. So you could be healed from the penalty of sin. So you could be healed from sin itself. So you could be healed from the sin nature. So you could receive eternal life. Glory to God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I'm anointed today to declare to you that that debt has been paid. I'm anointed to tell you Jesus carried your sickness and your disease in his own body. I'm anointed to tell you the good news that himself took our infirmities. Matthew 8 16 and 17 says when the even was come they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word and he healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. That means Jesus took it. If Jesus took it, you don't have to take it. If Jesus bore it, why would you bear it? If Jesus took your sin, why would you want to carry on your sin and carry on in sin? If Jesus took your pain, why do you want to continue to live in pain? Jesus took it upon himself so you could be free today. Hallelujah. You were healed. You were delivered. You were made whole. You were made free. I declare it today. I decree you free in the need, in the name of Jesus. I decree you healed in the name of Jesus. I decree you delivered from every addiction, from every bondage, from every yoke, from every fetter, from every chain. Ulama sandala katala mokorama sikete asatorabasata. I release that anointing right now. That burden removing, yoke destroying anointing. And I decree you free today, free from the burden of sin, free from the bondage of sin, free from the shackles of sin, free from addictions, free from affliction, free from sickness and disease. Glory to God. I, I command in the name of Jesus, every sickness must go in the name of Jesus. Every disease must go in the name of Jesus. Every addiction must go in the name of Jesus. I break you in the name of Jesus. I decree your liberty and your freedom for the word of God declares whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. My friend, you know the truth today. You have heard the truth today. You know the truth that Jesus came. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. Glory to God. And he died 
died on the cross for your sin and he took your sickness and he took your disease and he took your sin and he nailed it to the cross and he put it away so you could be free hallelujah and then he came and he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us to give us power over sin to give us the ability to live a life of faithfulness and obedience and holiness and righteousness so that we could live with victory over the world over the flesh and over the devil hallelujah that's why we say greater is he first john 4 and 4 greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world hallelujah oh my friend listen what good news what good news this is you are free in the name of jesus walk in jesus name be healed in jesus name see in jesus name hear in jesus name oh yes whatever whatever area it was in your life where the enemy has a afflicted you claim your freedom now claim your deliverance now claim your healing now claim your victory now be healed in jesus name be free in jesus name be the man of god that god has called you to be be the woman of god that god has called you to be arise from your sickness arise from your from your desolation arise from your brokenness arise from the bondage arise from the wounds of the past and rise up into the future and the destiny that god has prepared for you oh hallelujah i'm telling you today that god has prepared a great future for you god has prepared a great destiny for you hallelujah hallelujah my friend just one more time i want you to just lift up your hands today and just give god praise for the truth give god praise for the truth that liberates give god praise for the truth that empowers glory to god father we just thank you today for everyone who has tuned into this broadcast i thank you today lord that healing is flowing into their life today physical healing emotional healing spiritual healing whatever area they have need of today i thank you today lord that there have been souls that have heard this broadcast they are being delivered and they have been set free from the power of sin sin is broken sin has no more dominion over them satan's power is broken over them in the name of jesus satan i decree and declare in the name of jesus and by the power of the cross and what jesus has accomplished on the cross that you are destroyed you are defeated you are under our feet and we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself for us uh, somebody just needs to give the lord praise today just give him praise just thank him today that you are who he said you are you are the redeemed of the lord glory to god you're not the sick you are the healed you're not the bound you are the free you're not the captive you are the delivered one you are the free one you are more than a conqueror through christ who loved you and gave himself for you in jesus name amen